Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the Mission Podcast. Hey, what's up and welcome to The Mitchin. It's a show about the Sydney food scene and the people who cook that food, drink that food, write about that food, and serve that food. We're talking about the movers and shakers. They move meals and shake salt uh, in, the, in the Sydney food scene. We've got a huge amount of guests. It's a crazy packed episode. My name's Andrew Levins. My co-host is Mitchell Orr. This is his kitchen table that we're sitting at. Its nickname is The Mitchin. And this is what you're going to be listening to for the next 90 minutes. I'm calling it. I think it might be too. Um, I don't know if your intros get better or worse or what. No, they I, like that. I like that one, Mitchy. That was good. I don't know. You if just they... get on a roll. It's great. It's, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to shake souls or shake salt. I was like, <laughs> we can shake some be, souls later. You could if you be like. getting deep. Is it, right. is, I was hoping there'd be a band too to introduce <laughs> everyone. <so. laughs> you can be my Paul Schaefer for the episode. Exactly, you right. did. Paul Schaefer. Well, who's that guy with the you know, big gal friend? Quest. Com- com- Quest, Love. Quest Love. Quest Love. Quest Love. Right. Something like that. So, uh, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> As you can hear, Mike Egg gets back. Boom. He just got back from a little stint in Melbourne over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So lots to talk about there. Um, Annalise Gregory is back. She's just got back from the game dinner in London. Hello. She's feeling jet lagged. She was feeling great at 6.30 this morning. Now she feels like shit. So we'll see how she goes. Uh, Pelissa Anderson from Chat Thai is back again. Hello. She's just got back from Japan. We also have from Pub Life Kitchen, uh, Forage TV, Doing heaps of Bleep. back in the day at bang gang parties. <laughs> Lev's gonna get <laughs> Lev's gonna edit that. Ladies' out. dreams. <laughs> uh, okay, doing heaps of dudes. <laughs> Yovi Kurik is in the house. Uh, and we also have one of our favourite people and a true legend of the industry, owner of Fratelli. Uh, fresh, no, Fratelli Paradiso. Terry McDonald. Terry McDonald. Giovanni McDonald. Owner of Fratelli Paradiso and 10 William Street, Giovanni Paradiso. No, I'm gonna, I could be a bit quiet because you know, the antagonist in me is you know, it's a bit hard because you know, it's like holding a mic, I can't, can't use my hands. Oh, I was going to ask know. you about that French restaurant you opened. Oh yes, it's nice. That's that's mine too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nice, <laughs> nice restaurant. So, so that's it's our first ever episode with seven guests. Seven guests. Well, seven people all up. Yeah. Five guests, and all of them done heaps of interesting shit. And me and Lev's have done nothing. I've done heaps, so. bro. You, can you have. Lev's, I've, Lev's, to be honest, Lev's I'm on the park. selling Lev's, mate. I've done nothing. <laughs> 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 
10 episodes. No, this is the 10th episode. That's pretty good. That's yeah. But this week itself, I've done absolutely jack shit. It's so also going to be the most about. expensive episode with eight cars parked out the front illegally. <laughs> yeah. Except Yo, for Lex. Elizabeth Bay, learn how to fucking park your cars properly. So Bumper many wasted spaces. God damn. People need to stop parking in my illegal spots. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or we should learn how to carpool. <laughs> Mitch, were you doing nothing over the Robbie. last week because I was away I and you were in the kitchen so. on my um, No, no, I was doing my usual workload at Acme, which is not very much. Uh, Lil's, been, Lil's been carrying a bit of extra workload since you've been gone. There was a bit of um, swimming in the ocean and the breaks that I've I been saw. swimming, yeah. We've been, that's a reward if you do a double on Saturday. I drive you to uh, Parsley Bay for a bit of a dip in the break. All right, that's is that the on Acme your lifestyle? way home? That's the Acme lifestyle, yeah. Of your single... Yeah, no, right I, do do- I do a double on Saturdays, man. Sometimes I sort of eat lunch and then maybe run a few plates. And then that's yeah, and then you, I go or, for you a already sp- said you haven't done shit. You don't have <laughs> to like <laughs> even lay it out. Every, everybody knows it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> go on, at least. What else have you got to fucking say? <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> um, so on the show today, we're going to be talking about, uh, like Mitch brought up earlier, a lot of our guests today have recently travelled. Um, so we are going to be talking about uh, Yovi's Burger Marathon, a Burger Inspiration Trip. In the states, paying off too. And uh, he's since signed back up to Spud Webb's gym down in Redfern. Trying to lose a few of those kegs that I've put on the last (laughs) year of opening up pub life again. You should get hungry to train you. (laughs) (laughs) That's too intimidated. I don't know if I'm ready to witness that for you. Have to, you have to repost three shitty Instagram memes a day. Three shitty Instagram memes a day. <laughs> Sounds like an interesting episode. <laughs> um, and uh, Pelissa, you've been away too. You've been in uh, Japan? Yeah. Air quotes, sourcing matcha. Sourcing green powder. Yeah. Turning your phone off and <laughs> living in bliss. Yeah, it's pretty good. Who do you have to lie to? Your mum? Oh, no, she came too. She she was sourcing much too. All the staff at Chat Tire. That's who she's lying to. So just 700 people. I'm pretty sure that it was working. She was working really hard. She was on her phone literally the whole time. To to the point where my six-year-old daughter said, "Uh, we're just going to not invite Yai to the Disneyland um, ride because she's on her phone. No way. No way. Mike Eggett was in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were you doing there? I was hanging out with Aaron Turner and uh, Maddie Young. Were you cooking or were you just chilling? Uh, I was doing a little dinner. I did a little dinner at the semi-permanent site. If you're in Melbourne, go check it out. Liz and Paul doing great things. So we have a, little, a cool little Melbourne update later for all the Melbourne fans. Annalise has Still been shit. away for a long, long time. <laughs> Annalise, where were you? Um, I've been in Scotland uh, shooting game. No, you weren't. You were extra on Downton, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Dead Eye Gregory, mate. Dead Eye Gregory. How'd okay, everyone I else w- go with I the gun? I was pretending Annalise? to be a sniper. That's what I was really go? doing. Hey, can you just... Uh, Maddie, Maddie, uh, Maddie Lindsay from uh, Esther it talked a big game, you know. How many, uh, what, how, do you bring, how many things did he bring down with the gun? Well, there was a rumour that he shot one duck, but then we couldn't find it when we went out with the dogs. So I, I don't know what happened. So that brings there. his tally down to zero? Yeah, it's all about confirmed kills, isn't it, really? And you had how many confirmed kills? Four. And he and had how many the bo- confirmed All kills? of the boys had how many confirmed kills? Um, yeah, I think there were none. So you were zero. four times better than all, all those guys. Pinty, well, Maddie. I had a lot to uphold. Very good. I'm you know, so After Pazzi so shooting chuffed. the deer through the heart last year oh. because he was an, an, um, a marksman in the Finnish army. That's not surprising. No. It's definitely It scary. made a lot of sense. <laughs> yes. I understood a lot more about it once I learned that. Was it just ducks? Um, ducks was it grouse? Ducks, pigeons, and deer. You mm. shot all those? 
No, so I only shot ducks. Shot. When I when I went on a stalk, <laughs> we <laughs> we didn't see a deer, unfortunately. Okay. So if you shot four ducks and nobody else shot anything, what did you feed all the people at the two dinners? Well, you see, everyone seemed to think that we were going to go to Scotland and shoot game and come back and cook it at Lyles. Right. But obviously, game needs to hang for about a week. Of course. So that was never really going to happen. So shout That's out just to part Tesco's. Of the, part of it's the part of the myth, yeah. Of the I found myself lying to people in the dining room about it because I just didn't want to like kill their fragile dreams. When they're like, oh my God, did you shoot this duck and bring it back from Scotland? I was just like, yes, yeah, yes, I did. Of course I did. You saw the hat. Yeah, fair enough. There's some pretty cool uh, pictures of Annalise on her Instagram mm. in a full sniper pose looking pretty dangerous. Well, you know, the hunting mm-hmm. outfit is very important. Yeah. Did you spend more on the hunting outfit than on the ticket? Over she there spent a lot of time putting that, and a lot of time and stress putting that hunting outfit together. How much Burberry were you wearing when you killed <laughs> the ducks? Burberry and Barber and... <laughs> All of them together as a combination. I just figured you may as well just throw everything you can at it. Did you, did you get to eat anything that you killed? Yeah. Um, Did it taste better? Being with Dave from Burnt Ends, so he would just knock up a grill in the middle of nowhere in the woods and then like a G. hang Sh- things over a fire. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Posey who was born as well, interrupted the game dinner uh, for yeah. Dave. Dave's hey, baby Dave. Baby, yeah. Oh, what's baby Dave called? Posey. Oh, damn, we wanted to name her Teal. Uh, next Bad one. luck. Yeah. Right. Every man is lost. That's I have right. no idea what you're talking Dave, about. Dave, <laughs> Dave Pint from Burn Ends in Singapore, who mm-hmm. is an expat Australian who we've talked about before. Yep. Numerous times. Who was also over for the game dinner. His wife went into labour halfway through the trip. So he had to abandon the game dinner and rush down to Brighton. Did he fire some shots into the air maniacally first? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm a baby! <laughs> They, they put Dave in a country with heaps of whiskey and heaps of guns. <laughs> yeah. It was a good thing the baby came. <laughs> um, what else are we going to talk about today, Mitch? It's a packed show. Um, we can talk about what's happening up at 10 William Street. With Giovanni being here and Mikey's also oh, spending well, some time yeah. up there. Not too much at the moment. The handover's been a bit bit tough, but we're getting there. Yeah. It's, 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 it's all happening. Talk, we can talk about <laughs> the ups and downs of uh, staffing and kitchen life and what happens when people skateboard and fall off their skateboards at inopportune times and well it's <laughs> are you trying to say skateboarding should be banned I, I kind of think that no one should ever skateboard ever again <laughs> damn puskas damn especially puskas. if you especially if you work in puskas. a kitchen yeah, especially if you work with Giovanni <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, plus we can talk about um, Jovan's uh, awesome show Foraged and uh, we can talk about a little bit of TV <laughs> stuff making yeah. those videos about food yeah, you've been doing some of that too, Les. It's super shiny. Let's let's start there. Okay. Let's start with Forage because myself, Giovanni, Mikey, and Pelissa have all been guests on Forage TV. Forage is yep. a, a web series that you obviously started at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, it roughly. is. Uh, it is brought to you by the fine people at Kia, um, and uh, every episode features uh, Yovi driving a Kia. Um, and picking up some new friends. And, um, Kia's going to sponsor the Mitchin now, yeah? We, yeah we're aiming for Mercedes, yeah. bro. Come on. <laughs> they got Andy Bowdy, so I've, you know, we got Mitch Orr. Come on, Kia, where are you? There seems to be a lot of car sponsorship for... Going around. Uh, food lifestyle. Yeah. Lifestyle. Yeah. Hongi's, Hongi's on that Lexus deal. Uh, new markets. Okay. I'm trying to take Matt Moran's Audi sponsorship, uh, to be honest. Would I'd you like really? consider um, renaming your restaurant Fiatelli? <laughs> <laughs> Fratelli Fiatelli. <laughs> the Fiatelli brothers. So I'd like a 92 I Defender be, if anyone wants to give me be, a really bad sponsorship. I could sponsorship. be Gianni Fiatelli. <laughs> um, the Fiatelli dynasty. <laughs> uh, so in Foraged, uh, Yovi does uh, like a similar, a lot of familiar faces that you have heard 
on um, familiar voices that you've heard on the Mitchin. Um, basically, goes and talks to various people in the Sydney food industry, and um, I guess you know makes a little video. Sometimes they cook something. Sometimes they just have a discussion. It's pretty broad. Yeah, I mean, it's just having a chat really to the guys, and in the in the moment that we're in, if it's in the morning or in an arvo, and just kind of jumping in on their on their day and kind of uh, picking their brains and trying to be as real as we can. You never done any anything like that before, had you? Uh, t- no, apart from um, Ted's My Name and Lovin's My Game uh, drama in Year 7. <laughs> uh, I've never, I love I've never done that. Oh, I did Rock Stead for actually. Yeah. <laughs> there no, you because go, you're, quite, you're quite natural at it. Like, you know, you do your little blurb driving in the KR and, you know, Darren Robinson can't even walk and it's talk at the same time and you're driving a car and giving quite a eloquent little well, spiel. Know, it's funny because like... Well, the funny thing is the, the Kias are just that, that easy to drive. Yeah, they just drive themselves. <laughs> they are one of the greatest cars on the road. I'm just like, yo, cruise. And then I just start talking. Um, no, so <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so I was you could actually pile everyone in the car and drive around and yeah. drive around to various restaurants and as drive past restaurants with, with the staff inside the car. <laughs> That's stupid, isn't it? No, we, we looked at, we looked at heaps of I'm glad you got that. there on your own, Gio. <laughs> no, we did heaps of stuff. The most similar to that was when we drove to Macfield with Mitch and Dan Hong in the car and the conversation was like eventful for moments and then uneventful for a lot, a lot I more I think moments. that's because I was looking at Instagram half <laughs> yeah. the time. Um, no, it's pretty cool, man. I mean, I've not done anything like that. So a lot of stuff has, you know, taken a few times, like those car things. You know, I remember one day we drove around Centennial Park for a good 20 minutes or something and waiting for the perfect light in between the trees and it's like alright action Yobby and I'm like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. alright now we've got to wait 5 minutes till we get back to that sunlight again and um, yeah so are you were you holding down your day job as well while you were doing that yeah so holding down uh, pub life and um, holding down pub life and a couple of little pop ups and stuff we did during the time because um, Yobby yeah, yeah Yobby uh, wasn't always a chef wasn't always in the food uh, biz Um kind of started doing was it was burger pop-ups the first thing you started doing brgrs uh in, in the old in food yeah yeah um my first job was when i moved back from berlin and i was peeling oranges and baking and um cooking bacon at bill and tony's in the cafe that's right <laughs> doing, we started um, bill and tony's yeah five five a.m five a.m till three a.m and um i'd ki- peel about 80 kilos of oranges like a cambodian which annihilated my fingers at first but i got really good um and about 10 tons of bacon and that's where it all started. But you've been putting the burger out now for four, five years? Uh, burgers since 2010. Yeah, so five years. Yeah, five and like years. you've always used like that soft bun style, that American one. Yeah, we always channeled um, Americana, which is, I guess, where everyone kind of thinks of burgers from. At that point, burgers were gourmet and they were crusty buns and they had avocado yeah. and stuff on them. Wagyu beef. You, yeah. sort of, <laughs> you sort of started to make a name for yourself once you got a permanent site at the Mac, the old Mac Hotel. Yeah. And you started doing your Wednesday experimental burgers, yeah, which was like the freak shake of burgers. Which I f- yeah, now I mean, you I hate. It, hate it. Yeah, now you hate it. Yeah, Wednesday comes. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, why were you peeling oranges doing uh, for the orange juice the, at Petonis? Yeah, at Bill and Tony's. Yeah, the cordial. That, the free, the free orange uh, cordial the, or whatever. The cafe, the cafe. Yeah. You peeled the oranges. Yeah, to make fresh oranges. Uh, uh. Because, yeah, it was hectic. <laughs> the next six months after. Why that, would you peel yeah. oranges? That's what I'm trying to... Because we put the whole orange ah, in there. Ah, right. Uh, if you're going to launch money, you've got to make them do something. <laughs> 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 it's Bill and Tony's, eh? Like, we don't even do that at Boone. We just do it whole. 
Oh man, oh, I God. sliced my fingers up. I don't know how many kilos of my finger skins in those juices. But <laughs> if you've ever worked in the kitchen with Yobby, guys, you'd get him in a corner doing oranges. Eh? <laughs> you just get him out of the all way. All those guys who came for an orange juice before City Gym definitely got a protein shake instead <laughs> of a juice. <laughs> so much good skin in there. <laughs> the, the old collagen shake. Yeah. So tell us about foraged, and uh, you know, have, have you had any? Has there been any like, real crazy things that you've learnt while doing the, the process or, or something that, you know, some funny story? Oh, heaps of funny stories. Yes. It's actually quite amazing um, how, how surrounded we are by talent, which is a lot of, a lot of the times... You're right, that's get, hilarious. No, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like... Uh, it's, there's a lot of funny stories, but then it was also very... Um, humbling doing that and interviewing some people who you, you know you admire or who are just your good mates who you hang out with you know to hear what they've done and what they continually do every day is just like mind-boggling so i did steal a few tips and uh do you want to put them back into the pub life do you want to talk about bestie tearing your part or oh, that guy <laughs> that guy made me to want to just like stop cooking altogether. together <laughs> just kind of crawl in a tree and yeah because okay so yovi is very very much associated with with burgers and he makes good burgers and and always has been a, a pure burger man. And uh, ain't no rissoles. But like you know, obviously at the same time, whenever you do something, especially if it's you know like Yovi and myself, actually both started doing American style food five or more years ago. Yeah. And uh, and and then since then, a lot of people have done American food, and there's no love in it whatsoever. Not, yeah. And so it's just a dollar now. When uh, when you interviewed Mark Best on Foraged, you, you kind of were like, "Is there anything that you know you don't like about the Sydney food industry?" And he kind of did he specifically say he doesn't like burgers. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you a bit about the Mark Best interview. So, like, uh, that was in the second season, so I was already a bit kind of a uh, bit more confident. I was like, "Yeah, sweet, these guys are awesome, Mark Best. It's Mark, it's Mark fucking Best. Like, yeah, bro." I called Mikey for some advice. I called a few guys to get some inside scoops. And if anyone's listened to the Mitchin recently, Mark Best, of course, who is the head chef at Mark Restaurant, was on uh, was on a recent episode, and he was. I was. I, I, we were all a bit concerned. We thought he was going to tear <laughs> us a few new ones. Uh, well, it's funny, like how it all kind of came to fruition. Like, yeah, the way it all came about was pretty funny. I mean, we didn't hunt them out. It came right. the other way around. That was the first time that that had happened to us. So we're like, shit, people are watching the show. Like, and heavy duty guys as well. You know, it's like, wow, <laughs> you got to start like pretending you know what you're doing. Um, so I walked in there, researched, all blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, look, today's going to be really fun. He goes, depending on how much you've done your research. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken off my vest at the same time going, oh, can I just put it back on and just fuck off? <laughs> uh, so we're sitting there nervous as hell. My posture was perfect, you know, interviewing <laughs> Mark Burst. And, um, like I had this huge coughing fit in the middle because I was so nervous and he just watched me have this coughing fit and I was, and I was like... Just like, holding a bag of eucalyptus <laughs> drops, like not offering you one. Oh, man, it was, it was nerve-wracking and I was like coughing from nerves and basically the cough went for a good minute, I reckon. And then he's like, oh, I'll get you some water. I was like, oh, thank Christ, mate, because I was about to die in your restaurant. Um, he obviously didn't do his research. Did he know that he, you did burgers? I don't think yeah, he, he did. I, don't, did. I, th- I think he did because I reckon he did. He definitely did. He definitely, definitely did and did it on purpose. And so the question came up at the end. I always kind of asked a couple of you know, straightforward questions towards the end of the episode. And I was like, you know, what do you want to see more of? And he's like, oh, if I knew I'd be a millionaire. And I was like, yeah, great answer. And then um, he's, I was like, so what do you want to see less of? And he just looked me down the barrel, like looked me dead in the eye. I was just like, burgers. <laughs> I don't want to see any more calorie-laden food, burgers, blah, blah, blah. 
And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> My producer is sitting across from me, the cameraman looking at me and going, oh, as I'm falling off the chair, going green. Walked out of the restaurant. Straight into just, Ikea. Straight into it. No, into, into the Benzo. <laughs> Shooting was over for the day. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, sorry, Kia. I love you, but come on. Man. You finished this season too. Um, and uh, I just sat in the car for five minutes going, what am I doing with my life? Best, and such a like, best effect. Oh, and so then good. I was like, I'm going home to cook a spit. And literally I went and bought a lamb and I went home and I cooked a spit on coals for myself. Well, you've been doing a bit more of that now with your, your things on Sunday in the park at Ultima and stuff where you, you're bringing that sort of yeah, I'm trying eastern to block more that eastern block flavour doing you know that traditional stuff that you grew up with and yeah I guess that kind of comment pushed me to actually do stuff that you know I kind of know like but you've been doing this stuff like, that you know for a long time man yeah I know but kind of I grew up with this stuff and a lot of you know and what I got out of forage is people doing what they love not conforming and so just doing what, what they want what's your do. background what, where was the heritage uh, so Serbian background uh, from the Balkans first gen Aussie born in Fairfield blah blah uh, represent out there to all the homies uh, <laughs> West West and you know cooking a spit for us was like almost a weekly occasion you know like if it was at my grandfather's with all his brothers and around or if it was at my at my, ta- at my house because my old man's a chef as well so it's like oh, I got this pig really cheap my mate like fed it corn for six weeks let's eat it <laughs> so I was like <laughs> that's, that's exactly how yeah. your dad sounds. I remember I cooked like I, I killed my first lamb when I was uh, 11 years old, and my grandfather wiped all the blood over my face and and um, and like literally slapped me in the balls, going, "Now you're a man." And I was like, <laughs> "For which part, the blood or the ball slap?" <laughs> you know that happened to me in Scotland as well when I shot the birds. They wipe the blood all over your face and slap you on the balls. <laughs> yeah, and they and they're like, "Good lad." I was like, "Right, I wonder if I should say something now or just stay quiet." <laughs> yeah, so like on Sunday park meets at the pub, we just I literally bought these like $60 spits from Aldi, which we've been doing for ages anyway. And they run on like these awesome batteries and we just put stuff on coals and cook it till it's cooked and slap it together as opposed to an old Sunday roast. It was a spit roast, park meats with an A. You're, very, you're very good with the, uh, the marketing. Yeah, oh, man. cheeky. comes from the music days when I used to have to sell really bad DJs. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what uh, this Sunday you had a different one on though you went somewhere else to, is that right uh, this Sunday I did a co- collaborative dinner a uh, uh, lunch sorry event with um, Milan Strabats of Sugarcane down in uh, basically his common area where all these bins are so we like gurneyed the hell out of it for three days and disinfected it scrubbed it wheeled all the bins out put up some bunting and um started munting <laughs> uh, we had a we had a good vibe he did like these spit roast pork and lamb barmy rolls and uh, we just did our burgers and we had you know some good vino supplied by drinks little shout out to Joel um, and it was good we started at 11 had people straight away like with all the strollers and stuff the Sunday stroller like mafia rocked in straight up and then um, it was good. We went till eight o'clock. I didn't realize that would do so many people, but we had like three, four hundred people rock through the day, through the door. And um, yeah, it's good. I love that stuff, though. You know, you, I love um, I love collaborating with other guys, and I've always tried to to sneak it in where we could with, yeah. you know, with pub life or if it be events outside of pub life, you know. But I love that you just do it. I like. I, I love that it isn't like this big over over like blown out of proportion, over over promoted. Like you know. 
Because uh, like I don't want to prepare that much food, with man. 10, with <laughs> ten media sponsors, no, but uh, you know, you, four hundred people in the park—that's more than what some of these, you know, events that that get promoted for for months in advance. Like, you know, like there was that big food truck. I mean, that got shitloads of people. I know, but like. Did they actually feed anyone or were they stocking lines? No, they were just, yeah, they were, they were just doing doughies. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we, we connect with like, I, I do, I go out of my way to kind of chat to people online and, and answer comments and stuff. And I think as a restaurant in nowadays, especially in the digital realm, like especially in our kind of little market niche that we're in, you know, I have to, to survive because yeah, it's just like a burger joint opening every yeah. second day. But um, you've, got, you've got that big personality to go along with it. Yeah, if you can't see it, it's a shame that we're on a microphone because my hands are waving everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, who have you got coming up soon on Foraged? Um, today, we, well, just right now, earlier, um, uh, episode aired from um, season one filming, which was wild. This was with Heaven Kim of the Chicken Institute, and she got real during this interview. And I, we were like, I mean, and if we should actually post it. Um, what was she doing, like calling people out? or? Oh, no, she was more just like. She had some crazy stories. So we're driving like from her initial interview to... What were you driving in? In the back of the key, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, I was like, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you, Heaven? Her name's Heaven Kim, which is amazing. Um, I thought Lee would have been more appropriate. But um, <laughs> I was like, what's the craziest thing you've done? And she's a Melbourne girl. And um, she turns around and goes, oh, I got arrested. And I was like, huh, what did you get arrested for? Jaywalking. And she goes, nah, I peed in the back of a cop car. And I just like froze. I looked in the revision mirror because we were sitting in the back. And, and she I was, was peeing. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to the producer. Yeah, that's it. Two glasses. I go to the producer. Back. I kind of give him these eyes like, what should I do? And he just goes like this with his fingers like, keep rolling. And I was like, oh, yeah. So uh, how long did you piss in the cop car for? Like, you know, it got wild. She got mega drunk at this uh, Korean um, pop-up. On Pitt Street, on so we got soju on beer. She actually drank me out of the table, mind you. I'd had ice cream that day earlier on a shoot, and then zombie cocktails, milkshake cocktails. So I was already buckled, and then she just like put me to rest. And then she's like, "No, we can't finish the filming until we go to karaoke." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" And by then she was always like, "Don't become a chef. Female chefs have it so hard." You know, like, you don't know what I've been through. I've been, you know, hung up on ventilation hoods and, like, thrown around the kitchen. Fuck, fuck, and start swearing, like, really loudly. And I was like, holy shit, what's going to happen at karaoke, you know? And we get in there, she goes, uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick the song, I'm going to pick the song. So all this Korean writing comes up on the screen. And I was like, all right, cool. And then the only word I could understand was in English, and it said tears. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, she's going to get real, like... And she just, like, gave, threw this tambourine at me pretty much. It was like threw it at me violently goes you gotta grab the microphone turn the disco lights on you shut up and sing and then started yelling into the microphone and you'll see on the episode she's like literally screaming and I I just started busting out dancing I was so drunk I didn't know what else to bloody do and um, she's screaming and yelling at me and this is after she's telling me about like you know relationship woes and all this shit and I was like whoa and um, she just starts at the end of it starts going Aah! for like a minute screaming <laughs> And I'm looking at the producers just going, oh, we got to get out of here because we can't be responsible for this. You know, it's going to be too hot, heavy. And she goes, okay, I'm done now. Let's go home. Bye-bye. <laughs> and I was just in shock. I was just like, that's awesome. Like, I thought that was going to be the most terif- like terribly boring interview ever. And it turned out to be, like, pretty stellar. <laughs> that's wild. And have you edited that one yet? Yeah, it just came out today. So, like, we were, I mean, literally, we weren't going to include it in Forage because we were worried that it was going to damage her 
as a personality within the realm because they just opened Chicken Institute as well down off of O Street. Um, but she's previously, you know, been the head chef down at Universal. And PCP, uh, PCP as well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that place. Yeah, down there. Paramount. Paramount, sorry. Uh, the Paramount project, yeah. uh, project. And, um, yeah, so we're just a bit worried. So it came out, did its thing, and well, I haven't watched the episode yet. I just saw the preview. Today. I was, I was going to tell an anecdote about my day of filming today, but it's nothing compared <laughs> to that. <laughs> I, um, I did... Yeah, uh, I think, can we, like, edit that and put that at the end of the episode? Because... Uh, Everyone else's thoughts. Oh, well, look, Gio's going to be pretty drunk by then. Yeah, maybe, that's maybe, true. That's true. Maybe he'll be the one singing. <laughs> um, uh, today I, I filmed. Some came out really out of the blue. Um, I got an email a while ago asking me. Actually, it was, it was through Lee Tran Lam, who was the recent guest. Um, I don't know how she got in touch with these people to begin with, but it was from uh, the the Filipino lifestyle channel, and they're out here with a. Um, with a, a show called Curiosity Got the Chef. So did Darren Robertson turn that down? Or? <laughs> um, they, were, they were filming sequence with lots of people in Sydney. Is it Curiosity Got the Chef or Killed the Chef? No, Got the Chef. He was still very much alive. So maybe there'll be a, a second season where, where he'll die. But um, uh, the alive chef was um, a guy called um, Sharwin T. And he was a really nice young dude. Um, and he, they put me in charge of uh, giving him a tour of Sydney's multicultural suburbs. Who better to do that than a very um, Anglo-Saxon white guy? Um, but uh, I'm also I, I happen to love the suburbs more than more than most. Um, and I think it now shows that uh, the, the fact that I'm the, maybe considered the ambassador to the Western suburbs. Yeah, you got, you've got the keys to the Western suburbs. Now. Yes, Casper, Mary. Casper of the West. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> Um, so I took him to they were just like pick three of your favourite places that, that you think are important um, to you know put out there on, on this TV show so I took him to New Kebab in Auburn and then I took him to uh, first of all I started the day by not eating breakfast because I knew I had to eat heaps uh, New Kebab in Auburn then I went to um, Eljana in Granville where we uh, ate before our second or third episode yeah third with episode. Mikey B third, and family yeah, yeah. Oh, if you want, if you want to listen to people eat that food, go back. <laughs> I think we ate it before we started yeah, recording. That's riveting stuff. Um, and then uh, the third restaurant was uh, Tan Viet in Cabramatta. Basically, the three kings of the western suburbs. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I found a new Viet king in Cantyville on Coles. They only do cold, cold dinners Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. It's crazy. The one with the water buffalo at the front. How I it's how down, near the, down near the yeah fluorescent yeah. lights yeah, yeah, yeah. tan oh, yeah. tan to catch band, up catch up yeah, that's old yeah. news bro mate it's called when you find something you'll be no, no, I'm usually yeah, working no, while you guys are fired <laughs> oh, around sorry please, you, um, please. we haven't spoken about it on the podcast though so you'll be please it's it great uh, ha, it's called Hai Ao Lang Nong yeah I don't know the name I nailed it just then bro Casper pronunciation on it's the last turn before the station that's what I know when you come from County Eyes and there's oh, a water, two state. water buffaloes yeah. at the front it's it's, yeah. it's but it's not time, it's different to time yet though it's like yeah, it's Tambiat. You go to Tambiat. I, I would, no, I would agree. I, I reckon overall Christmas it's better, skin. but like yeah. you know, Tambiat is just such a kind of you know. I, I love a place that only sells one thing. It's like crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they have they have, like crack. They have other things on the menu, but who orders? Shit, I don't yeah. know. I get, yeah, like, uh, oh, I can't wait to go have a goat curry at Tambiat. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was fun being an ambassador um, on a show that I've never heard of before. Is that your own gig? Are, they, are, you, dead, are you done now? Oh, uh, yeah, they, they asked me to do a few other things, but I'm, I'm strapped for time this week, so I couldn't do it. TV's just a weird world. Especially it's just, in it's the Philippines. It's a weird world, man. <laughs> like, did, did you pass it on? Who'd you give the contract to? Come on, man. Um, 
I said anyone Mikey Egg. Have you, have where's, you, Mitch's, no, Darren, where's Darren Robertson has it no, I mean, have I don't you know. been to the Philippines no I haven't they were like they, were, they he kept going like when you come to the Philippines when you come to the Philippines but it sounded wild they said they were talking to me through like because obviously you know like the classic Filipino dishes like the sisig and, and that kind of stuff but um, he was talking about like it, modern no, they, they got that that egg that the, the chicken fetus in the egg Bagut. Yeah, yeah. Balut. 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 You know, you're sitting on a, like, on a beach, it's 40 degrees, and say, like, you, you want balut? It's, it's 40 degrees. I really feel like chicken fetus right now. <laughs> <laughs> but he was telling me... That's one thing I really want to eat. He was telling me about, like, the food that Sand they have. Sand in my mouth and chicken fetus okay, in get. my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was telling me about some modern, modern Filipino, like, kind of fast food and stuff that they were cooking at kids' birthday parties, and one of them was... Uh, they have fried chicken, which is covered in like a sweet sauce um, and sweet gravy, and then they sell, serve that with spaghetti with a sweet tomato sauce and hot dogs. Like, uh, like the hot dogs. There's, there's a huge yeah, the American influence in the Philippines, uh, yeah, you know, because they're, they're, they're heavily into 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 basketball and uh, yeah, and very baseball. big American. Yeah, so it's a really there's a huge American culture purely because, because yeah, of the, after the the, the yeah and, and out, like they're, 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 they're like they're, there's a resort island there called uh, Boracay, and they're like you know supposedly like you know we if you deserted during the Second World War, you, that's where you went. And so, and I went there about maybe twenty years ago, and there was all these like sort of dodgy people, like you know, ex. Oh, what did you do? Oh, I used to run drugs for some Cuban, for some you know, Colombian cartel. And what did you do? Oh, okay. I used to shoot people, and you know, and then some Irish guy ran a bar, and so that type of thing. There, so that's that was my experience of the Philippines. Um, let's talk about some experiences that happened more recently to our guests. Um, some holidays. Which holidays should we talk about first, everybody? Let's talk about Pelissa's because she brought back some pretty interesting stuff for so me too. Pelissa went back to went to Japan to source things for Mitch. That's true. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Tell so, me about Japan because uh, I'm actually going there in two weeks. So we went down to a little um, spot three hours south of Tokyo called Shimoda. And Shimoda is um, just a really special place to us. To Matt and I, my husband, because um, we, we lived there for the first year of our daughter's life and um, it's just this really idyllic, rustic seaside village with kind of rice so fields so everywhere. And turn the goddamn phone off. Um, and just lots of like really old people farming and fishing and just amazing food. Like this little tiny little fishing village had five patissiers that just did the most amazing pastries and, and like, you know, amazing Japanese food. There was, like, a pizza truck parked in the middle of nowhere. Um, and we went to this one restaurant, um, which was run by a friend of ours who um, used to run, like, a busy, like, he would be open from 12 to 1 and, he, like, three days a week and he was too busy. So he moved up to the mountains um, with no road and we tracked him down. And he and his wife are making, like, incredible f- food where they you'd have to book, you know, two weeks in advance. Not because it's expensive, because they only take, like, five people a day um, for three days a week. Um, and they made soba by, you know, from um, scratch, growing from, like, the buckwheat they grew, served only the rice they grew, made their own salt, made their own soy sauce. I'm going to put it out there. I think soba is the, 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 the top of the, the list noodle. when it comes to Japanese noodles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's the, oh, the craft. Oh, really? no arguments? Are we going to argue? Mike, no, you, you want to argue. I'm down with Sober. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking you're right. Sick. No udon heads in the house? 
Nah, it's nowhere near. Hey, like it's just it's just so there's so much more craft involved in making soba. You know, there's no like gluten in it, so to make the noodle, it's fucking hard it's, as hell. Yeah. we can't do it, so can we, OG? Yes, we can. Oh, we might okay. just need Kirby's help. I'm gonna get all the girls in the kitchen to like stand there and jump up and down on us all day. <laughs> I've already planned it out. Um, yeah, so it's just like full of really passionate people about food and. Um, uh, it's just like no place in, on earth. And then I went to Kyoto. That was kind of cool. And there's a really great market there called Nishiki Market um, where all the locals go and it's kind of n- now kind of renowned to be a foodie spot. Um, and then Tokyo. Yeah, I'll give you some lists. But I tell you one thing, if you are going with the lachi, mm-hmm. you will not be able to get in at the kind of top kind of places. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You don't really want to go to those anyway. No, yeah. it's like I mean, we 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 did we did Japan a couple of years ago before before child, and uh, um, just did all you know did the fanciest stuff. But I mean, I, I, I like Japan. I don't really necessarily like Japanese food for the fancy stuff. There's kind of a bit of everything. For yeah. Everyone. Yeah, the easy stuff's the best. I remember talking of Kyoto. We went on a big tour, and I was working at Modular, and uh, Limbo's son uh, Thomas Lim, as as everyone might know him as. Um, was still a grubby apprentice at Tets and um, he got a list given to him by, by Tets. Um, he goes, check these places out. Anyway, the whole kind of, after three weeks, everyone left the tours, me and Limbo were in Kyoto and Limbo's like, let's see what's behind this door. <laughs> and I was like, I can't fit in that door. Mind you, I was 190 <laughs> kilos at the time. I only used to wear tracksuit pants and everyone in Tokyo was calling me Godzilla. This means Godzilla. <laughs> That's Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. So I had to like, if you could... Uh, picture of fat guy walking into a door sideways bending at the knees and curving around the door frame that's how i got in and it was like this yakitori bar and the guy had four toasters he was on the toasters yeah. on the grill sorry and his wife was pouring sake and they just had the magnum like in that thing and you could just get cold cold uh, cold sake and uh i think we literally i ate limbo's weight in yakitori <laughs> that day and uh, i think limbo was so sick of me restaurant. that they had to close after you left yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah to, 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 the, yeah. Be- the best limbo story for japan is when he goes to uh, sh- uh the crossing at uh oh, shibuya. <laughs> shibuya. shibuya crossing <laughs> and like so it's all on timer so everyone goes at the same time and literally five seconds before it the lights change. Limbo runs out to the middle of the intersection. That's right? going, Minasan, Minasan, Mass which means crossing everyone. <laughs> like directing traffic. And uh, they, all, they all obeyed him. It was phenomenal. It was so so he's like directing traffic through the busiest intersection in the world. Because apparently he was there as a student exchange when he was younger. So he kind of knew a bit of lingo, knew what to do, and all the rest of it. And I'm we're all just white guys going, Yeah, man, cool. Like, yeah, peace signs and photos. I'm, and he killed it. Honestly, I can't believe he did that because I once took Matt and what Jay crossed. And I got told off. I reckon it's because yeah, they we thought were the I was only Japanese. That was, that was amazing. Like in Japan, no one jaywalks. No one. Only white boys yeah. and foreigners. And, yeah. you know, it was crazy. Like we'd, I know we were staying in some really quiet place where there was like some weird area just outside of um, Shibuya. And it was all kind of business central there. And no one would cross. Like, there's no cars. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no cars. Why don't we just cross? So we start crossing. And you just hear people like talking at the lights, just going, you know. And then some guy, this police officer trying to pull us over and find us. And we're just like, I don't understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, not getting it. And then one guy told us, the, tour, the guy who was running the tour that we were doing, he's like, dude, do not cross the street. Yeah, unless you don't it's do green. that. And the other Crazy. thing you don't do is you don't eat in public. Yeah. You, don't, you don't walk and eat. No. You don't walk and eat. Or smoke. You go down a side or alley and, and, and now, you stop. Yeah. You don't smoke. You go down a side alley and you stop. Yeah. You, and you have to the yellow boxes. Yeah. yeah. 
designated spots. That's bummed spots. me out. All molest I on love, trains. That's a big no-no as well. Wa- no, walking and eating. Meat, weed, and wa- walking and eating. <laughs> talk, weeding. How about, how about talking and thinking? Talking and thinking. I can't do that. I still can't do that. I can, only, I, can, I can walk and carry plates, but I can't <laughs> carry plates and talk. <laughs> so, Pelis, no. oh, sorry, go, go. go no, 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 I want to hear I, what I, stopped, I actually thought I was invited because I thought the show was going to be about me tonight. <laughs> I can expect there's a whole lot of other people here. Get it to you, get it to you, So, yeah, anywhere with Mike Eggett is about Mike Eggett. I was going to give Pelissa a question because we got off, off, to off topic. I want to know how much inspiration you pick up from Japan with a Thai army. Like, Pelissa <laughs> regrets ever leaving living in Japan. Yeah. No, I know but that, but when never you go now, like when leave. we go traveling, it's all she about comes inspiration. Back to uh, how much can you relate that back to the restaurants? Oh, like, absolutely. Look, um, I've got a new menu. Actually, I've got a new dessert menu happening because of Japan. Um, one of my favorite places that I used to go to all the time in Tokyo was this little dessert bar that was... Um, in Tokyo Midtown and they closed right and I went back and I was like fuck it was the only place that had changed in the whole building and it was now like some fucking Starbucks paleo some fruit shit. ice block place that pissed me off so much anyway so I tracked them down and they'd opened a, a new um, dessert bar in Ginza and they did the most amazing kaki like okay so a little bit of um, background info it's coming back to kind of into autumn so the desserts are all changing. Everything's seasonal in Japan. So all the ice desserts kind of went off the menu at most places. But this place is from Kyoto. It's renowned to d- for, b- for doing their kind of green tea matcha kakigori. And I ordered the kakigori. It was just incredible, you know. What is kakigori? It's, a, it's, an, it's like a shaved ice dessert. But, like, if you look at Japanese shaved ice, it's, it's like an art form. It's, like, beautiful, long icicles... Um, really light and fluffy, like takes forever to melt. Um, and then they kind of pour syrups or fruit um, kind of emulsions or whatever onto it. Sometimes they'll have fillings inside um, and, you know, they'll serve matcha. Anyway, so I came back and I thought, ah, sticky rice, mango, kakigori. Nice. Yeah, it was, yeah. So we See, kind of hit a little sorbet inside. She didn't bring any. Oh, really? No. It oh. melted anyway. <laughs> But Pelissa did bring back some really cool stuff. She brought back some fresh sancho peppers, which look like little capers. Yeah, and actually they, the way they served it um, at breakfast every morning that I had, and I thought I kept eating it. I was like, this this looks like caper, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was it's sancho berries. Yeah, they're really cool. I want to talk about sushi masuda. Has anyone heard of ma- uh, Masuda-san? He's a disciple of Jiro's and... He, I think he's got one or two stars. Something like, it was the only place where they would be able to book us in because we had kids. And then they, it was a, we were inside a box within a box um, somewhere off Omotosando. And, you know, like when I was, um, you know, uh, what's the more call it? I got lost words. You know, when I was talking to the concierge over email, he was like, oh, they don't serve salmon and they only do Edo. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. You know, I used to live in Japan. I, I get, you know, sushi. $900 later, <laughs> we were, we literally, we were in a box within a box and we weren't even like, you know, a chef's table or anything. Did your mum go with you? No, no. Well, no, she only she cooked seafood. Yeah. 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 Well, I did I ask. I still thought she went, yeah. So we went the, the night she left which is probably just as good because I think she would have not enjoyed it at all. But, I mean, it was amazing. 
Archie put out away like Archie put away like twenty pieces of sushi. So good, Archie. <laughs> what a G. But it was incredible. But I, I, I honestly, I was just boggled. We had we had maybe fourteen pieces of sushi, Matt and I, and Sora had two like steam custards. And I thought, how does how how do they justify? Like charging that much. Well, yes, fish, yes, it, yeah. it is amazing. But you can go Every to somewhere. Every grain of rice is painstaking. Well, do you know? I reckon it. What it is is working Shit. under like masters for so long, not getting paid, and finally breaking out and just yeah, going. You're paying for their training, yeah, but they're not getting rich. Gonna, like no, they're not. Yeah, they're they're not, not the fucking, fish they use are fucking. Oh, they're expensive. not driving around Ferraris. Yeah, like no, it's incredible. They didn't pay anything. The cost of the goods. Oh, yeah, there was. It was all ingredient. Like, mm. there was no pay... Like, you know, there was nothing about the decor that suggested they'd spent any money on it, you know. And they probably did one seating. Yeah. John Lifflin would have liked it. <laughs> yeah, there was no music. But, and, but that is the, that is the thing. If you're going to do small numbers, you want exclusivity and you want high-end ingredients, you've got to pay. Like, it's not yeah. about the simplicity or the volume. It's, you know. Yeah. It would never fly here. Like I no, just thought that's not. what you know, Tokyo is amazing that like that you yeah. know you can have a restaurant People completely not it. focused on interior or whatever and it's just solely about the food and we we had another meal like that in Kyoto where it was just you know um, te- like, was it fifteen courses um, kaseki and literally we didn't another we didn't see another person there it was just incredible food I don't know how they stay alive like mm. you know I mean places in Australia charge half that amount. And the projects they're using wouldn't be anywhere near as expensive. Yeah. So it's all, it's pretty relative. Like, I think you get better value in Japan. It's fucking phenomenal large amounts of money, but like... You come back to say that, say that to me when you've got, you're trying to feed two children. <laughs> yeah, but that's a choice to go there. You could have spent $450 oh, no. yeah. in lots of different places. But, you know, I think that, I think what they use, like, it's all, it's like a lot of it's sustainable fishing. You know, it's like one-off fishermen catching things. That's why it's expensive. I'm, <clears throat> I don't particularly care for it. I think it's a waste of money because even though it's good and it's skillful and all that, it's still fish. Like, Here's yeah. the thing. A it's lot so of fish though. come from America. Uh, yeah. Nah, let's not get into it. Get no, off your fucking I, I, high horse. It relax over here. Geo's fucking chomping at the bit. You <laughs> keep running your mouth. Fucking but, relax. All but, right, God. But does it matter that it comes from no, America? Like, isn't the point being that they collect the best fish yeah, from around the world? Really like, when you serve fish in Australia, you don't get the best fish from Australia. In fact, it all goes overseas. The third or fourth grade fish in Australia, no matter who you are. You sound like a kiwi. So you know, and it's all processed in China and sent back here. So, you know, at least there's yeah. processed properly you can have a fish that's three weeks old when it lands in australia because it's held in ice slurries off the shore fuck that yeah no Jay, what's happening man <laughs> oh, sorry lovely to have you here <laughs> thanks for having me <laughs> i'm very excited what's happening uh what's happening uh william street is finally back on track again so great. luke burgess is uh it's finally just got hold of it and you know they had it awfully crap you know, sort of start there, and it was we lost quite a bit of staff. So, but um, in a fire you, or <laughs> in a fire, we had we had an earthquake, we had we had an intervention, we had we had also a plague that went through the place, and we had a few skateboards. <laughs> but no, no, finally, Luke's. I think by next week, um, he'll be back. Like he'll really have a good grasp of it. Um, what he's been putting out at the moment has been pretty fucking good. Is it his uh, his menu now? 
not one hundred percent. He's pretty much tweaked everything. Um, he did. He's put out this week maybe about three dishes. I think three of them will stay on the menu. He's, he's doing that cassava, that tapioca thing. I think Continue. he did it. At, yeah, the, the dinho de tapioca, which is, and it's just done with uh, fried with uh, pecorino and XO, which is just a nice little snack. Um, we also got to try today, which is real. Oh, it uh, was uh, the mozzarella with. Um, uh, he had it with. Fuck, I can't even remember now. Um, What's the he, input you have on the menu? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, like, do you have any input? He, no, uh, everyone has carte blanche. Mm-hmm. Where you know when, when they start, so Gio, Gio, Marco, and Enrico just taste it and say we love yeah, it. There's, there's love no, it. there's like no it. influence whatsoever. So j- just stay to the, stay to the brief. So, you know, stick to more of an <clears throat> Italo, Italo brief, but just go for it. It's like when when Danny Peps first came on board. He was the uh, <clears throat> he was the mo- the most recent chef at uh, at Tim William. You know, how uh, many years uh, was he there? Two and a half, almost yeah. three, three years from the beginning. Yeah, when 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 Danny came on, it was pretty much after the first week. I ju- we just said we just said to Dan, just just go, go. And I think and it's he, the only way. He, he fucking start, killed it too. He, yeah, he did, did. And, and and just in some way, I think Luke is is a very different chef. He's to watch them work. Um, Dan's very. He is, you know, they're both beautiful to watch work. Dan's very upright, and he, and it's like he's got this real sense of, you know, he sort of owns the kitchen. Whereas, whereas Luke is a little bit, you know. Can I just point out that uh, you just said upright while shaking your body? <laughs> <laughs> I tend to. That's the Italian thing. I tend. Yeah. To, very emotional yeah. about. Very this. emotional. It's about it. Very very good viewpoint. Whereas uh, whereas Luke, very, you know, hunches really hunches over the dishes, and he's, it really it's like puts himself, you know, like. On the right, up, right into the dish, and, and he's and he's constantly talking to people about the dish. So, it's 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 going to be really interesting to see where Luke takes this, and you know, from where where Dan had left it, 
Um, you know, Dan's going to be, you know, going to be, you know, a pretty amazing fucking chef. And it was always, it was really hard when he left, you know, it was all a bit awkward and shit, you know, it's like... But, you know, we were quite lucky when Luke came on board and you know, I just came over, you know, having known Luke for a while and it's like we're at my, my old man's place in Melbourne after some wine festival and we we're making some sausages sausages at my, at my dad's place with Mike and and we just conversation came up there, you know, so not that we ate anything fantastic. But <laughs> that's a good cook. Mario put it on. It's not too that Luke is going to come in and just rip the place apart. No, 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 no. You know, no. you've got to respect your clientele. He's doing a really good job of just little bit but like you know there's some uh, there's some dishes on there that the people are going to be coming for the next six weeks leading up to christmas in your busiest period they're going to want to see you know the dishes that they want to eat so he's doing a great job by just little by little just putting a little claim on things i I think and then also once once you know once he gets his sous chef back next week and you know it'll be a lot better yeah he's working with donkeys yeah is he gonna survive working with with the idiots that he's working with until then how long, oh, no, we, how long we, until we he doesn't had, let Mikey we, in the kitchen I, I actually <laughs> had the honour of working with 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 the with Mike and Gemma over the weekend, and actually, we really on Saturday we really actually. Just well, for the record, obviously, Gemma and Luke, we broke the record of all time spends at ten, biggest so, day in the history of ten. I believe that calls for a classic Mitch and group impressed whistle. One, two, three. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Shut up! But obviously, uh, obviously, Gemma. Carried that whole night. Yeah, she absolutely, she was on board. Yeah. Yeah. No, so uh, I'm actually with, with, with. I think you know, it's like the dishes. Where, where Luke's already, you know, he's been talking to a few people, and he's he's a very um he's a very thoughtful chef, and he really thinks about a lot of things, and you know yeah, what he has true. to put on, and it takes him a long time to really think, you know, what's going to work and what's going to carry on, and so um. I, you know, within a couple of weeks, we'll see his full menu. So. Were there, are there any dishes that Dan Peps did that you don't want to ever see leave the menu, or no, you don't care? Mm, I, I, I kind of think, like, you know, certainly, I mean, I mean the pretzel is pretty classic, and, and it's a really beautiful Describe dish. Describe the pretzel to us. You know, it's, well, it's a pretzel with... Uh, <laughs> with, uh, you know, botaga, and so it's a whipped row botaga pretzel. So if it has to go, it has to go. I, I'm not... Someone that you know has to hang on to the past. You know, all things must go. All things must change. And you guys let the the the, frit, uh, the, the calamari. calamari frit go, which is well, you know, the, the, well, it, it, it wasn't in William Street. It mm. was Fratelli Paradiso. Mm. You know, the, the the calamari went in William Street, and each place has a, has its own entity. And you know, I'm a true believer, true believer in like there are great moments in time, and you know you can't always go you know you know you know what i hate going to a place and looking for memories you know you, you go to these great places overseas and i want to go recreate this memory you go there it's never the same because it was a great fucking moment in time and you were with great people and the food was just fucking right and the green drinks were just fucking right and the company was right and the conversation was right don't go looking for it anymore it is what it is recreate something else and accept it for what it is you cannot keep now, always looking for the same experience time after time. You you know, because it's not going to happen. I, I believe in consistency, but I don't believe in trying to recreate a fucking memory because memories are there, are a memory, and that's what they are. And that is probably one of the biggest things that we face as restaurateurs, chefs, you know, waiters, whatever we are. You know, it's like 
every experience is going to be a different fucking experience, right? And that's what we want in life. You know, there are moments where you think, fuck, this is why I do it. And it's, it becomes, it's like this point of clarity where you think, fuck, this is why I do this. And there's, there's days where, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. I fucking hate what I do. <laughs> but it, it's true. And, and, you know, and nothing is a constant, you know, in, in our industry. But maybe in fucking life in general, there's no constant in life. There are certain moments when you hit that point where you think, fuck, this is fantastic. Or the rest of the time is just shit. And, and that's what it is. And unfortunately, that's what we've you know, signed up for. That's what we do. But, but uh, like that's the way kind Fratelli, of thing. Do you, is that why you now have to, like, Fratelli is the constant and you do well, well, Fratelli stuff. isn't really a constant. It's there. It's, you know, I, I, you know, I kind of think it's, it's, it's you, know, con- you kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah, you know and, you're going to get the service is always pretty good. Yeah. You know the waiters that. are going to swear at you in Italian. Exactly. You know you're going to drink good you know, booze. It's front of house driven. You know, Potts Point's front of house driven, and that's what it's always been about. Because you know, I come from a you know from that Melbourne background of being where you know waiters used to drive the restaurant. You know, front of house used to drive the restaurant then. So. You know, William Street is is a different thing, you know, and so and maybe the next place will be a totally different experience. But you know, I don't believe in it's like you know we've had plenty of offices go like take Fratelli Paradiso, let's open five or six of them. But oh, I don't want to open five or six Fratelli Paradisos because I don't want, you know, I don't want to open another one, you know, on the Gold Coast because it'd be shit. It would be. You'd sell know, heaps like, of calamari there. We'd sell heaps of calamari. <laughs> Probably put the kids through college. <laughs> put the kids through the college and, you know, hence the fucking calamari on my fucking arm. It's because my kids put my kids through school. He doesn't literally have a calamari <laughs> wrapped around his arm. Do you know, I remember being, like, you know, in uni and coming to Fratelli and I remember being so pissed off because the wait was so long but then that free plate of calamari came out Everything was fine. It was all good. <laughs> but that, that's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. You know, that's what it's supposed to be about. You know, you just want to I can make someone just a little bit, you know, just get it every now and then. Yeah, you know, I think I'm not here to – I don't want to educate people. I don't want to say, I oh, fucking drink my wine or, you know, it's like this is the way it is and, you know, I'm fucking natural wine. Woo, yeah, but I think you, edu- you educate by example because we all yeah. go to Fratelli, we all go to Ten William and they're – if you ask – any chef or any front of house, they're always at the top of people's lists of places to go to and they're the kind of places that we aspire to run in that kind of that yeah, vibe I, so, and that I, hospitality I look at, every, I look stuff, at, I look at all your places when I, well, I look to it and, and you know for me the, you know when I go to somewhere if I walk out of there and I feel a little bit I, you know and I'm, I feel quite envious and jealous I know they've got me and it's like you know, and that's what happens when I go to your place. Is I have this certain amount of jealousy and this envy, and it's like, and that's what you want when you go to a restaurant. You you want to feel as though, oh God, I wish I could have done that. I, I wish re- I had afforded that. I remember you went. No, the I'm first sick time. of joints and fuck. I'm bored. I just want to get the fuck <laughs> out of here. No, but it's like you walk out and it's like, you know, fuck. You know, it's like, and there's so many of those places which it's just so boring. You know, you sit there and you're just like. You look at shit people, you look at <laughs> shit food, and you drink shit wine, and you think, like, why am I here? You know, it's so like, you're I should go. Well, I remember the first time you came to Acme, we were pretty lucky. Like, we had a bit of a crew in that night. Like, 
Giorgio Di Maria was there. Uh, I think Luke was there. There was a big crew, and they were. And I think Mike Benny was there as well. And they were all standing around, ruining everybody else's fucking night in the restaurant and all the normal customers. But they were having a great time, running around, running a mark. And you walked in and you sort of looked around. The music was up loud, and I think you said to me or Ed, you said, "Well, you guys have got the coolest restaurant." In- Sydney don't you this used to be me 10 fucking years ago and you just had this look of like you little cunts you know and that was like the biggest compliment we could have got but at the same time we're going gee are you fucking kidding yourself you still are the coolest prick yeah, in the industry you know you know but that's that's what I I, I look for when I go to places I want to feel I want to feel that sort of sense of I, I need to feel that envy and, and it dry, and it pushes me to just do things a little bit better than what I do and it's like you know there you know you know there, there's too many places I've been disappointed by when I go to places in Sydney or Melbourne or even in Italy Italy's become so fucking boring you know the you know it's like restaurants there are just shit you know they're really really shit I'm sorry everyone sorry, in Italy, Italy but fucking <laughs> you know you know what you're doing is shit at the moment it's it's boring did you go to Massimo to Ma- Massimo don't get him started on French did I go to oh, Massimo Vettura I went there. I did go there. Uh, How long did it take you to fall asleep? No, I I went there two years ago for the first time, and I went with my brother, and we we had been at Fortinova, which is which is a really great sort of natural wine fan. So and we got it. We got hooked up, and we know we got a table. Went there for lunch. Excited, and you know we went in there and. um, and it's broken up into three rooms, yeah. And I think there's 12, perp- 12 people in each room. And um, I thought, let's not do Dego. Let's just fucking go a la carte. We'll order 14 fucking dishes off there. And we'll just go for it. So we start ordering and the maitre d' just comes up and we'll have this, this and he's, yes, yes, yes. Usually, I, I don't know, but you know, as a waiter... And which I'm as a Korea waiter, I'd sort of say, okay, guys, but how about we do this dish? And okay, you know, I don't want to do Dego, but you just want to try a whole lot. We didn't just like tried 14 dishes. And like we would just say, you know, Somi would say, oh, can we drink this? No, there was no fucking interaction whatsoever. Right. Okay. Some of the dishes were good, but, you know, one of them was like, you know, just like this cry, you know, it's like, you know, piece of uh, suckling pig. You know, just like you know, cooked in cooked in a water bath with steamed spinach. It's like, come on! It was, and it was probably the most boring experience of my life. <laughs> Sorry, but I know you're number three in the world, and there's fish, you know, eels swimming down the river, and you know, it's all very artistic. But I, I was bored. I was so I, I don't want to be bored when I go to a place. I want, I, I need to have every sense engaged I want to be engaged you know by sight sound smells hearing you know everything has to engage me because otherwise I don't want to go and then you know the bill comes was there was a 50 euro cover charge per person so you fucking charge me 50 euros just to sit in your fucking seat go fuck yourself sorry Massimo Batura you're a legend, but your restaurant sucks. What did you think, Pelissa? <laughs> <laughs> I agree, man. I, I, I don't want to seriously... I, I spent time working there five, six, six years ago, maybe. Yeah, six. And it's changed a lot. When I went there, I thought it was actually really cheap for what you got. And I had some amazing dishes. But I sort of 
like it's really it's been really good for my career because it's something people reference and that all the time but it, it has that same sort of mixed feelings for me in a way I think he himself has done some really interesting things recently mm. right? yeah but he's I, also I, a, I just kind of he's think he's also Italian a food has become a bit of a joke and it's been become a bit of a so, medic. you know when you know when Italians try and do things a bit but all the, of, all the know, press all the media worldwide they fucking love him yeah but I, anyone I who makes it to the top five is just promote it's just money like it's just yeah. silly you know that all those guys you know like Mitch do you remember when we went to Gagan Oh, fuck, in the worst Bangkok. meal of the world. That's what I mean. Which is now, it's, it's number like one incredible. in Southeast Asia. Where and is number it? T- it's in Thailand, in Bangkok, Ooh. a place called Gagan. And it was the worst <laughs> fucking meal I've ever had by far. Not even close. By far. And it's now number 10 in the world on the 50 top. San Palis, everything. Oh, everything. We, we were just, and I remember the whole meal. You sound like a Yelp review. Ask Greeno and Pat Friesen. And it's just terrible, outdated, terrible flavors, terrible techniques, like lack of execution. Let, let's not talk everything. about all these bad high ratings. <laughs> there's so, there's so many. I want to more. You, know, you, go, you, you go to great places like you know. There's a bar in Verona called Barstella, uh, and this guy's a champion of like you know produce. You know he's you know like uh, uh, Michele, and he's he's just a champion of like great natural wine and great produce right and you go there there's two things on the menu he, and like the bar it's a bar basically and he does it himself he'll go there he'll slice the best praga ham you've ever you ever had you put it on a piece of paper you sit on you sit on you sit on his doorstep and he'll pour you a bo- you know like a, glasses of marco barati's emma like a euro 50 a glass and it, you couldn't want anything more you're a 20 year veteran of australia and you talk yeah. about like Luke and you talk about Danny Peps passionately and you can see just from their stances you talk about how they cook oh, and the how they The dish that Luke's food. got on at the moment it's, it's a mozzarella with, with Spanish melon and shiso and That's it's good. fucking awesome. It's Who's your, really, really 20 good. years who, who, who are the guys that have got it right? Who are the, like everyone at this table eats at your two restaurants and they're the top two pretty much. Like where do you go? Where, what do you look for? Like I know you just said you're like cool you like vibe but like other than eating in your own places 20 years what, who's got it right? And why? Wow. Uh, is there anyone still open from 20 years yeah. ago that you would still go to today? I, it, Sydney, Melbourne, whatever. Half the time, I tend to go for an experience, or, or what the what 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 you know what the moment leads us to. You know, it's, I, I, a lot of time I, I find it hard to. Uh, tonight, I really feel like eating, you know, Chinese, and this is where I'm going to go, and. There's a lot of people that get it right, but, you know, and same with us. You know, there, there are nights when you might go there and you don't, like, I don't want to be here. And and it's hard to say all these people get it right and these are my people that I always go to. But I think at the, the moment really needs to dictate that and, you know, this is where I want to be. And then you, you go in there and you go, oh, yeah, this is right. I really feel good here right now. You know, I might, I'm, I might be, you know, one of Police's places. I might be at Acme. I might be at Pinbone. I might be at, at, at Yovi's ha- having a burger. But, you know, the moment has to be right. It's hard to sort of say these people are really doing it for me. It's just like, I, I, I don't know. You know, it's like, you know. Cop <laughs> but do you know you know you know what I mean? I, I you really just want to say you just go to Ten William and Fratelli, don't you? <laughs> I do. I, I'm, I'm there a lot because they're, they're, they're places is the they're, they're designed 
purely on, you know, 10 William was designed basically around me and what I wanted mm. and where I wanted to be and where I wanted to drink. That the whole place was, and that's why it's fucking small and doesn't fucking make any money because it's, desi- <laughs> it's, it's a selfish, pure, uh, you know, it, it is a selfish place. It's a selfish place that designed upon where I want to, the, how the bar, I, I want to sit at the bar, I want to eat this type of food, I want to drink this wine. And it's designed around me and a, as a commercial venture, it sucks balls. It's, it's <laughs> never going to make us any, you know, millions any of dollars, you know? you know. I'd like to go, you know, I don't mind going to icebergs and having a bit of a, you know... Bit of a look at the ocean. Bit of a what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you have at icebergs? Did you, did you even like know that. the ocean was there, Gio? Yeah, I have fun there. You know, when you go, you know, like, you know, and, and I love, I love to go places where I can sit, sit at the bar by myself and and have a nice time. And it's like going to Pinbone Bay at night when Mike, I say, Mike, I feel like some China, and he'd start cooking Chinese for me. That's what I want, you know. I don't. Mm. I don't you know, you're, you're pretty fucking spoiled like that, yeah. Not yeah. many people could pull. No, we don't do that for no one. Eh? Yeah, no many do. people. Just Johnny. So that's that's pretty much. But like, I I'm very very excited about what Luke's gonna do there, and I'm you know pretty honoured to know like Luke Burgess is now directing the whole menu there, and I kind of think it was really hard for people. They never really got to go to Garage East that much, and to really experience Luke's food, and to really watching him over the last three weeks and the way he thinks about every fucking dish and the way he thinks how it's going to affect service and affect everything. It's quite amazing to watch. I've never mm. seen anything like that. Someone that is a true thinker and you could see it in his cooking, the way he's just like he's looking at every ingredient going in and he's talking to his, you know, his, his people around him and saying this is why and I had this theory about this and so and he really thinks and he, and, he, and he would sit there and he just watches people eat and said oh, this is what how they need to eat here so I think the next two or three weeks are going to be super really really exciting so it's a lot of different produce from Tasmania isn't it compared to like he's quickly finding out it's like you know he's, he's realised this ain't Tasmania and he sees that and he's realised that there's like, you know, what he could, the projects he could get here to camp compared to what he could get in Tassie is totally, you know, and, yeah. you know, That's something here. you struggled with in the uh, fun employment. Yeah, but, you know, we all struggle with produce in Australia. Yeah, but that's why I spent like two weeks driving him around all the organic farms (laughs) within a three-hour radius of Sydney. (laughs) Yeah, he goes, he does know very in-depth. No, yeah, you know, what he's like when it comes to produce. Yeah, thanks, Pete, for giving up all of your contacts. (laughs) Well, we are about an hour and 15 minutes into the podcast, which means Mark Best is definitely tuned out by now. Let's talk about burgers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yovi, the last holiday we're going to talk about. Unless, Mark, you got anything out about Melbourne? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I will, I will give a big shout out to Morgie and Trisha who put us up uh, down at Bureau, 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 something. They run, Bureau, they where run, Bray is. Yeah, where Bray is, Bureau Garra. They, Bureau run, Garra. they run a little B&B down there. No, don't they? they don't. They're very, they're, they're, just, they're just legends. Morgie and Trisha. <laughs> M-T-B&B. The, B&B. <laughs> Should we just really rename the town the to Bray or Hunterville or something like that? Look, they're, they're, I'm not, yeah, I'm a hard person to win over and we had a fucking good meal at Bray. Like a really, really fucking good meal at Bray. 
Um, Dan was really, f- he's fucking onto he's it. Right. He's a legend. He's like, really a lot of people it's better than the Royal Mail was <coughs> at the moment. He's really come into his own. Yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a very four hours is a long time to sit. Look, it is like it's hard. I, I'm, just, just stand I, up for one of the courses. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thought of that, Gio. That's a good idea. Can you serve my uh, food at the bar here? <laughs> I'll just stand up and I'll lead it standing up with lie, my hands. Lie down. <laughs> it, it's a hard. It's pouring into my mouth. What's this a soup course? Yeah, I'll just lie down, lay back at two. <laughs> lay back. <laughs> The, the long yeah, there's a dish over there. It's about 20 metres down the road. Go, well, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, just wait a minute, Mike. We've got about five more minutes of riffing on this. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'll tune out. Look, the long format of, of dining is always hard to engage with the people. And some people fall back on gimmicks. Some people fall back on storytelling. You know, and they use all these kind of different little fucking things to try to falsify the meal. And for me, that's just bullshit you know what i mean like it's really fucked i hate getting life lectures on you know when you fell over why you found this dish or you know which chicken was grown with a rooster and they selectively killed each child and then this one was used and that's all fucking shit you know what i mean um dan doesn't do any of that so to engage with the audience the way he does for as long as he does it's a it's a special kind of chef and you know no blowing smoke like it's a totally different style of cuisine to to the way i cook like he's got really light hand with seasoning, which I usually find really repulsive because it's like I was always taught to layer flavors. But Dan doesn't sort of hit you with the normal ones, but he, he puts in a lot of different flavors. And even though you might like it's like lighter on the seasoning than I particularly cook, it doesn't leave you like grabbing for like wanting salt. Like it, it challenges you and it teaches you at the same time. And most people cook like that, you think they're incompetent. You know what I mean? Like you feel like a dish comes out and it's unfinished. But when Dan does it, like what I was really impressed with is that the the subtlety and the light-handedness, or I don't know if that's a word, but the, the, I'm not going to call it under-seasoning because it definitely isn't. Like he's 100% seasoning the way he wants to. Yeah, but it's kind of known when to, when to stop and when to And that's like what he does off, well. You know, it's a very confident touch. Yeah, and because it's consistent and it runs through the whole meal, you, you don't feel like it's it's perfect, you know what I mean? And he, he is using the right produce and he is working hard. Like you were talking about with Luke, he's got three, four years into the place now where, or maybe not that, like three years. So the food's coming out the way he wants it to. It's not like a, it's not like Dan Hunter's version of Muggeritz at Royal Mail. It's Dan Hunter, Bray, Australia, 2015. And it's the best fine dining experience in the country. And that's not just saying that because it's like I went there and it was really nice and you just you just throw compliments. Like, I don't do that. Mitch knows I don't do that. He hasn't said anything bad off off air either. Yeah, and I would. like, But I, I, it was really fucking good. And the staff are great and the wine list was great and the venue's great, you know what I mean? And you should go there. And the town's beautiful. And it's as a, as a time and place because everyone likes to use that phrase and just to put it in there, it's it's Australian dining. It's the it's first. Pretty special. It's pretty fucking special. Like it's really good. It doesn't grab from anywhere. And like Mitch knows that I, I like I scrutinize everything, and I can fucking tell you who's grabbing from where. Pretty much every dish in Australia, if they're doing it, and he's not. Like it's it was a fucking good experience, eh? And he's a really great guy. And he opened up his house. He got really drunk, and he yeah. ragged on. You know. That's what's always. That's what's surprising to me. Like it's such in a way a serious restaurant and he has such a serious mission and goal and when you look at the places he's worked and his career you're always like fuck like 
you're almost scared of him in a way. Yeah. But being lucky enough to get to know him a little bit, he's such a nice guy and he's really fucking funny and he goes out of his way to say hello to you and extend hospitality to you. And it just makes... Like for me, is like makes the whole experience that yeah, much better. It's well. a whole part of you know what people have forgotten how to read a table and not just to mimic the whole, you know, experience. You know, as in you know to do it. You know, this is the you know Bray way, and everyone gets the same. But you know, people don't know how to. the The biggest thing is like being able to read a table and knowing, you know, oh, I've got a bunch of you know four guys, and you know they they want to have a good time. I've got you know you know. Two German, you know, you know, travelers, and they're in their seventies, and they're in foodies, and you know, people forget how to read a table and how, how to make the experience totally the experience of them, and that's coming from front of house mm. experience, you know, you, and that's where it's, you know, that's where we're, I think, starting to lose a bit, in a way, you know, it's just making that that experience a bit more tailor made to when you when you when you walk into a joint regardless of what it is whether you're there for one course or 15 courses yeah. you know and uh, the other thing we did in melbourne just real quick cuz then we're going to wrap this up was we cooked That's with aaron chicken. we cooked with aaron we cooked with aaron from like uh, formerly from Loam and he's about to open ignis aaron turner um, it was great to see him back behind the pans he's going to open up a little restaurant called igni out in Geelong and we did a dinner with him like a, he's a great friend of ours and we love him to death um, with Maddie from Black Market Saki, and Maddie re- really went deep with the Sakis and just showed Melbourne what it's all about. You know, like really, what's up? His Sakis are just fucking phenomenal, and like, just the chefs just need to get on using them as a pairing. But the one thing I will say is that Aaron just put a couple of dishes together, like typical Aaron style, just like on the fly to the like on the day, and they were as good a dishes as I've had in years. And that's going to be the best combo if you're traveling. Because you can go out to Bray and then do Igni. Like, that's going to be... That, that to me, that's a trip, you know. Like, that's a really fucking good weekend. It was... It, he's been out doing fried chicken and smashing birds from the south of America. And he's back and it's just like... He's fucking good, huh? By smashing birds, you mean frying chicken? No, I do well, not. Smashing what? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> he's had two jobs. One was frying chicken and the other was... Doing what? <laughs> he had a lot of friends. <laughs> Great show. Of the lady variety. <laughs> uh, we were talking about burgers. I believe, Yovi, the last thing you said was, oh, woo. Yeah. And then we interrupted. <laughs> I'm just pretty glad. We could. We, we really, really want to get Jake on the podcast, but he won't come on yeah, from Mary's. we've been really trying. Yeah, Jake uh, me won't and Mikey come on. both called Jake Smythe uh, from Mary's a couple times this week. We didn't... Uh, can't get a hold of their PR Can't team. get a hold of him. Some can't get a hold of, of the PR team. Some booking fee or something. I don't know. It's like, we don't know what's going on, Jake. We're fucking desperate to have you on the podcast, bro. So um, just take it easy on us. I don't know. number two. Sort it out. Sort it out. So... Yeah, you'll be showing you up right now, bro. Sorry. How many paleo burgers do you get asked for? Zero. Because I can read the customer and I just look at them going, what would you like? (laughs) (laughs) A ticket back to Bondi? (laughs) Because I got a cupboard full. How do you make a paleo burger? You wrap it in lettuce instead of putting it in a bun. Really? Is that paleo? What, that's a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really exists? I thought you were joking with me. Nah, fuck off. Even in and out through it. Oh, I get, it's like, it's like one of the most popular orders. I get stressed out when people ask for veggie burgers. It's necessarily paleo, but... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, but that, you didn't answer my question. Bunless I actually burger. want to know how you uh, make a paleo burger. Let's not that's talk about free. it. Two pieces of meat, everything in the middle, no bread. That's paleo. Cheese, right? cheese, I don't know paleo. It's double down. I don't know it at all. Cheese, what? We we went through a you year... You look creepy when you do it, aren't you? A year without any paleo, and the last 
end of last week in two days we had three Can we do and I still have do you put paleo like, in with like where where does paleo is sit in the scale no these days like is Just it a thing a whole or pig's head with no, leg no, yolk yeah. on top of it the paleontrophic period of the uh, <laughs> of human evolution <laughs> No, but do we so have basically, to have in the corner. fucking raw meat and it's like cooked over some type of fire. Is that what we're going to call the episode, the paleontrophy? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know, do we, do, do, we, do we classify paleo now as a new one? Is a vegan, vegetarian paleo? Do we have to... It's, it's you guys still really a diet. not want to talk about burgers that bad? No, 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 no just talk about paleo shit. That's what I said 10 minutes ago. Stop fucking talking about paleo. If you talk about paleo, what does it go back to? Like 50,000 years ago? 500? Yeah, shut up. Okay, it's a diet. Everyone knows that. All good listeners. Anyway, burgers, burgers are good, burgers are crazy, know. burgers are big. I want to know <laughs> how the fuck someone was, was Pete Evans around 500,000 years ago <laughs> and said, fuck, this is great. This is, a, this is a fucking gonna make a shitload of money in 2015. Let's go. He got in a fucking He's time machine, went back and said, guys, I've got the fucking best idea. <laughs> Let's go back to 2015. We're going to make a ton of money. I was in Let's a cave. And the, the I was cave in a cave. There was cave cavemen. He had a big bowl of water and he put almonds in it. <laughs> big Bazza Mac of Fratelli. He's got a book out. I'm pretty sure he's got a lot of fucking paleo in it. I don't believe any men were eating meat back in the day, according what? to Annalise, who said all the men in her party didn't shoot a single thing. Oh, that, that was true. Yeah, the women yeah, were doing so hunting. <laughs> anyway, Yobby, that, for that, fuck's that sake. That wasn't the paleo because there was no guns around in the paleo time. They, they, they had rocks. <laughs> they threw rocks at things. <laughs> Activated rocks. <laughs> Just give me a slingshot and I'll still take down some ducks. Yeah, that's to beat Evans. Yobby, you went on a big trip around America and also ate shitloads of burgers. The episode is now called Activated Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, where do you go from there? Uh, <laughs> best burger? Um, five Guys. Why? Really? Five Guys, I enjoyed it because it was just a burger, man. Levin's, don't up. over burger. Let him, please. <laughs> Actually, the don't best burger, burger I had in New York, the best burger, because I only went to New York, the best burger I had while I was there was at this place called uh, Employees Only. Mm. And it was a dry-aged beef burger. It was down my alley. It's very similar to my OG. It was served perfectly. They ask you how you want it cooked. And it just comes on the plate. That's all they ask you. Worst Nothing burger? Else. There. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> my traveling companion might uh, be a bit upset, but uh, it was this um, vegan burger that I had because um, Mama, Fuku was, Mama Fuku was closed and Superiority Burger was closed. Um, so that's where I was, I was walking to Superiority mm-hmm. Burger for a good veggie burger and um, it was closed so we went to this other one which was like voted New York's best and I was like this is definitely not going to be a good idea but let's eat here <laughs> and it was a crap idea um, to my dismay no like I mean I just didn't find it a burger it was a, it was a sanger it was a salad mm-hmm. sanger five days is a, is a five, sorry five guys is a chain right it's, it's, it's yeah all... like it's a fast food burger I mean it's a good fast food burger though yeah I, was pretty, I, 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 um, I ate it on the sly because it, in, in between meals so I was like and I like kind of ra- like just crammed yeah. in my mouth was, well, I didn't want to say fine. I didn't want to say Shake Shack because everyone says Shake Shack mm. and you know I've been stalking five guys for quite some time I've actually now brought in the same style of chip that they use oh yeah I mean, we so had, we're and we brought in his yeah. they're so good so, um, good chips and actually, that's it actually one, tastes like potatoes. That's one thing that people always say when they review like Shake Shack versus Five Guys versus In and Out. Yeah, they always the say chips. the best chips are at yeah. Five Guys. 
So we went pretty hard. Like at the beginning, it was all like one hat, two hat, fine dining, wine bars, natural what wine, all that stuff. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, dude. I went from like I you went, went to like, John George's to the like fuck? yeah. Like, no whatever. Was, go there. I was after the experience, and there was no experience. Fucking hell! You have a paycheck. Did you go out the back of the uh, Parker Meridian for the burger joint? I was so disappointed with that joint. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah, man. You, you it, get, was, it, was, really, it wasn't was as good as so, last time. Oh, I went three years I had ago. A great just for, that for everyone great. that's listening, I've never been to the States before. And I've always been into Americana in terms of music, you know, like food and all the rest of it. I've, 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 I've followed it for a while. So I've never been. So I, and that was my original burger mecca, right? So when Pub Life started, this neon burger sign appeared in this hotel in New York, right? And that was the place you know what I mean that was the place to, to go to back you know yeah. in those days so I've always held it at high regard I walked in there I was like fuck this joint looks awesome like it does it looks yeah, you get so caught up in the moment yeah, when you're in there yeah it looks really really good and so um, we order and I was like great they look, the burgers look good whatever this, is this, this piece of shit room out there in, in, in oh, down perfect. the bottom out, in, covered in, in 90s of, film for posters and stuff yeah like and, really in, in the Parker Meridian Hotel but then, everybody like, knows about literally it. it was honestly I don't think just like they know all about the pretzel at Tim William Street apparently. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I reckon I reckon maybe if there was like 20 locals at best yeah. like but it's, that's like pushing it the yeah, rest yeah. Was, it's just a tourist trap now like honestly and I get it I, it was good that I went there and ate there but I, I, I would never go back it was great when I went three years ago it wasn't as good oh, no, when I went yeah. last year yeah it wasn't yeah, as years ago, it wasn't as great yeah Still a decent burger, yeah. but not the Mecca anymore. Just it? crazy. Like a lot of people go, oh, burgers are really expensive in Australia compared to America. It's like, dude, no, they're not. Like, yeah. Yeah. Our prices are the same and yet our dollar sucks. Yeah. And like America at the moment, for people who don't know, is buying minced meat in cryovac bags from Australia for $10 a kilo. Not just you know minced I mean? meat. They're buying up I the know, whole fucking I'm live talking, animals. Every- I'm talking mince though because yeah. like chuck steak, you know, five, six months ago for pasture fed stuff that we get off the coast we're paying five bucks a kilo mm-hmm. we're driving an hour to get it but it was good stuff and it was cheap now like guys are telling me they're paying $18.50 dude for like just stuff that's sitting in blood in cryovac bags you know and we lose like we lose 20% when we age our beef you know because we salt cure our beef for 20 days before we mince it so it's not just like rip out in a bag put it in a mincer and do it like my dad's my full time butcher there so we lose a lot so the cost of our burger goes up so when people will say that oh America's a lot cheaper in terms of food hell no especially when you slap on that service charge like yeah the service charge is crazy so I mean you know that uh, employees only burger that was a $20 burger you know 200 gram patty was good it was dry aged whatever I'd pay it I don't care like I didn't I wasn't fussed paying the bills but um it was just like you know it's unfair comparison for people to actually go oh it's so much more expensive than the states you know so but it was good. There's definitely, definitely um, some standouts, some some just fallouts, and mm. things that I won't even talk about. How shit they were. <laughs> One of my favorite burgers that I had in the states was, um, and it never gets brought up. Um, it's uh, it's one, it's called Sandy's. It's in Texas. In, oh, in, I've heard in someone's told me about this. Place. It's in Houston. So, oh, Austin. It's Austin. Mm. And uh, I mean, I, I'm a big fan. It's like it's a classic American cheeseburger. It's got heaps of raw onion on it, which yeah. I think is such. I a love important. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just yeah, it, it was just such a really great, just cheap, mm. easy to eat fun burger Lev do you find yeah. it weird when people always kind of derogatory talk about like fast food burgers when usually all the smaller chains are actually just mimicking the fast food burger like no, especially up. in Australia like everyone's just basically well, trying to do it that's a recent though they weren't like, they weren't five years ago they weren't so I think people people don't take down fast food as much as they used to people accept fast food as, as a you know a part of of your not your everyday diet but everyone eats that shit you 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 you, 
it's popular because part of your it's, brain loves it. It's not a dirty little secret anymore. No, totally. No, but um, there's a difference between junk and quality fast food. Yeah, yeah I mean, you no, get slow yeah. fast yeah, like, food. There's like a Zinger Burger, which is like the fucking, <laughs> the epitome. <laughs> and then, you know. No, see, I, I, I hate, I, I know this is so petty, but the mayonnaise they use at KFC. I love it, bro. I, hate oh, it, I hate love it. it. If they used decent mayonnaise, I'd eat at KFC oh, so much more. I ever eat like burgers though now, honestly, really. Yeah, but that's what happens when you cook them five yeah. days a week. But it's, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what my go-to burger is here in Sydney, which is a shame. Do Marys still do? I mean, I suppose we, I, I would love to just ask Jake this, but you know, well, everyone won't knows that come one. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Jake. But to me, I know a, a, a few years ago um, when we were closing up and the year, year year out before that, people just started using bread top buns, which I think was really cool for a bit. Mm. But then it got, got, got like everyone's was like, and, and bread top bread is it's a cheap you know Asian it's uh, terrible. Bread it's full chain. of all kinds of stuff. So never put it in the microwave because a, a hard rock will form in the middle of it. Yeah, but see, coming from. Melbourne and we're where there's a quite a large Greek community in Melbourne that there's like the burgers that we were quite used to over in, in, in Melbourne growing up in Melbourne were so these sort of heavily peppered sort of quite super thin patties with yeah. just a smear of tomato sauce a little bit of lettuce never 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 cheese and that's it. And maybe a little bit of onion, and that's it. And the hamburger. That's the yeah, hamburger. Yeah, hamburger. They're heavily, heavily. I make like, hamburger. I make One hamburger. <laughs> no worry. But hamburger. I, I kind of really, really. <laughs> I love those burgers, though. They were good. Like, yeah, you don't put one on a pub life. Like. Yeah. Hamburger. <laughs> I don't make the hamburger. So wait, what was your point about bread top? You don't like it. You don't think that everyone uh, still no, uses it. Everyone still uses it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what that's what puts me off burgers when you can taste the bread top bread yeah. more than everything else. See, that's the thing. Like out. we're trying to develop now our own bread, right? Yeah, that's awesome. And it's so I'm, hard to work with a baker. Obviously, we don't have the facilities. Like we're a thirty-five seat bistro. Oh, bro, I, I mean, that was like the, the the worst part of running the restaurant for me was yeah. having to deal with uh, having to deal with because um, before with, we closed pub life, we were on we were on bread top bread, right? Yeah, and I was like, "Sweet, no one's using this. Great, I like using stuff that no one's using." Blah blah. We came back to that. I didn't realize when we opened Pub Life in Ultima how big burgers were. I honestly was like, out of the loop, like totally out of the loop. What the fucking ketamine you been doing? So, <laughs> just knocking out horses, <laughs> like Dale Braithwaite. Uh, you could put good horses as burgers, boss burgers. You get fucking camel meat, man. Oh, and there's a place in Sicily. You know, in place in Catania has a really good horse burger. Yeah, it's good, man. In a burger, it's fucking stellar. So, what bunny are you using now? You making it? Are you buying it? No, you you're not giving away the we're secrets. We're using bread top because, like, I mean, it's the go-to. We used to use tip top all the time back when. Yeah, you know, yeah. You used tip top. You tip top. Tip top. But we're working on a bun now, which is the best of both worlds in terms of burger buns so we're developing a potato bun so that's got the texture yeah. of a milk bun do you think yeah, it'll so be long before Mary's buys a bread top chain and just makes bread just no, for themselves Jake, I think Jake also has plans to from what I've heard take the bread back another, it's, it's another a great butcher. yeah it's great it's, I, I think oh, look bread top's bread not tops. bad it's, not, it's but it should only be like an interim thing like I really like the bread top I hate them bun. because they're inconsistent their accounts department suck yeah 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 yeah, yeah but that's different that's I mean when I taste it I taste a terrible accounts department yeah yeah, yeah. I'm just, I just get this flavor is certain it? things and get the shits and then tell them. No one in Australia can make a good potato. Yeah. Bread. You got the closest when you're working with Keith, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Burger Fuel, yeah. Um, Fuel, Fuel Bakery, Fuel Bakery, Burger Fuel. But he's, he's out now. <laughs> yeah. But he's he, he's, he's out, out now and he's making pies. And even he was like, I mean, God bless him, but he was one of the worst suppliers to mm. deal with. Yeah, and yeah. I think one of the other things too, like I always tried when we were trying to get them made, is that when they do potato bread, I always the recipe I like them to use is on potato flour. Oh, the potato starch, but they always want to use the whole potatoes, and I reckon that's the difference because 
both like forms give a moisture to the bread yeah but i find that the actual whole cooked potatoes make it a bit like stodgier on a large scale i think it only works on a really small yeah, one yeah well that's that's what the bun acme is, is yeah and so it's, bread roll, but it's only small when it's small because mm. when you get a big surface yeah. area you get a big center and you get this stodgy middle yeah. you it's like, sometimes you'll get breaking you. as well especially for like burgers that have heaps of stuff on the arse so get, yeah, yeah, the get the bakers onto the potato yeah. i've got it at home it's actually really using the yeah, whole potatoes whole, i mean no, you, they're not whole potatoes big... the flour the potato starches dry potato starches and not the deb like not the bullshit flaked potatoes they do that as well but actually potato starch and it's good so I think once we hit that, I reckon like that'll be like, you know, I think that'll just ultimately just nail our burger and I'll never change it again. Mm. That is what it will be. Yep. That's the end game for, for Pub Life Burgers. And because we're, we're going to bring that rollout for our shout out to our new store opening up in southwestern Sydney. Oh, really? Where? Yeah, Ooh. we're opening a place called Meadows Road, which is on Meadows Road uh, in Mount Pritchard. <laughs> Uh, which is just um, uh, west of Cabramatta. Sick. So we're doing like a deli style fit out. We're going gun, like gun ho on the fit out. Um, and out the back, we've got, I got an, I inherited an old uh, chicken, charcoal chicken cooker. So on Sundays, park meats will actually be a three tiered meat buffet of pork, duck, chicken, or pork, lamb, duck, all roasting at the same time. It's like a mini Maryvale. <laughs> yeah, but like we're not, we're gonna have like bluestone all over the parking lot and all that stuff. So I mean, by day it'll be a, a bar. Which you know what I love at Mary, about Maryvale venues? <laughs> Ping pong. <laughs> 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 uh. Can you make it to Jerkin? Can you do it to Jerkin? That ping pong. Oh, yeah, yeah, could you be really make it and on board anymore? Mm. We Sin- don't actually do doubles at Pub Life anymore because I'm sick of fiendish burgers. Other than our Wednesday burger experiment, <laughs> we will slap on everything between two pieces. What are you? What are you fucking up tonight? What's the weird burger tonight? Maybe we did a. We brought back our ridiculously dumb uh, Dorito fried chicken, and we just That's did tasty like. Though. Yeah, is that what it's really, really tasty? Ah, uh, no, that was our TLC tender love and Kaya. Um, <laughs> with a K. Kia? Kia. Kia. Rhymes with Mercedes. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's that avocado, sour cream, and a chili jam. It's just too much for me. A bit sloppy, but people, people love it. People man. love it. Everyone yeah. loves Instagrammable shit. Yeah. They don't That's worry it. about the taste, they worry about the photo. Yeah. Man, shove it on top of a milkshake. <laughs> Get in the paper. <laughs> I might put it in a Fuck two these liter, headlines up, Yogi. Put it in a two liter milk bottle. Like, yeah. yeah. Put it on top so, of a move. Yeah. Then serve it on a wooden board and watch the dollars fly in. I was actually thinking of getting little mini so fire baskets to serve the chips in. I don't if know. If anyone serves me food that's not on a plate, I will fucking walk out of it. <laughs> How long till we actually get a burger where it's like a, a, a wooden board in between two pieces of bread? <laughs> I was actually contemplating that. <laughs> Isn't that on Fassie's menu? Oh. Oh. You've been listening to the Mitchin. Uh, we come to your ears every... That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> you can hear the Mitchin every Thursday morning. Friday morning. Friday morning. Friday. Uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash the Mitchin. And uh, please find us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, you got any new reviews, Les? Yeah, but all kinds. I'll re- we'll, we'll get a lols. Uh, there's, a, there's a lol Andy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's almost his name. <laughs> Andrew loves it when you call him Andy. Love it. Really? Uh, Joy, uh, Joyride, who does the theme song, has been calling me Andy for years to the point where now I just accept it. It's fine. A couple of little suggestions, a little bar, maybe set up in... You can come every guests. Wednesday and work the bar. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you can we'll be our bartender. Yeah. Good. Just like to say the wine service has been excellent yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah, much better than normal. Thank you, Gio. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to run us through what we drunk? 
Yeah, uh, tonight's guest drank. We 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 had a bottle of uh, Doja Princic. The, uh, we drank some uh, uh, quite a uh, uh, wine by Lacoste called uh, Vino di, Raco- di Raccolta, which is a sort of a wild wine type of thing, and they're all in mag. But that's pretty much it. There was nothing else after that. Mm. Yeah, pretty we're, we're pretty quickly. dry. Let's go to 10. <laughs> Let's go to 10. <laughs> See you there, Jaxie. I'm actually going to 10. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jovi's on a date with the wife. <laughs> with myself tonight. <laughs> uh, we also ate a, a selection of fine burgers Damn. from... Uh, uh, we just brought it up a hundred times and I can't remember the name now. Mary's. Burger Fuel. <laughs> Pub Life <laughs> Kia. Pub Life. Pub, Pub Life Kia. Kia. And, uh, <laughs> delivered in Kia cars. Pelissa and I also went to our LPs Quality Meats for dinner before he came here. So you've been burping and that's all we can smell. Shout outs to Lukey. Did they, they, we, oh, I got LPs is fucking killing it. Oh, yeah, and, um, so they good. did smoke our necks for on, on Saturday for 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 the festival and awesome. I must say they were one of the best sandwiches I've I've, I've ever eaten. He's very so generous with his smoke yeah. old Lukey, isn't he? Yeah, it's is really it? Shazza will smoke any anything. meat that comes yeah. near him. Yeah, yeah, if you got a piece of meat, kind of smoke anything. If you need a piece of meat smoked, holler at Shazza. Yeah, Shazza Jabrosini will smoke anyone. <laughs> Can I just say, why don't more restaurants do delivery? I don't know. Thanks for listening to our tenth episode. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Mitch online at Instagram. You can find Pelissa, Pelissa Anderson on Instagram, Annalise Gregory on Instagram. Pimbone is Mike Eggett. Uh, Geo, what are you on? Geo, Geo Producer. Geo Producer. Yo Vananan, and of course Pub Life. Tim William, Fratelli. Yep. Pinbone pop ups. Duncan, we're coming for you. Chat tie. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. Thank no, thank thanks, for da- thank thanks to everybody thank for coming in. And thanks to everyone listening. And thanks for downloading our episodes and letting us get to 10 episodes. Pretty cool feat. Get out of my house. It's the Mission Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 